0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: Hey you there. Yes, you. A very warm welcome to Low Vision Moments, the podcast all about those sometimes frustrating, potentially embarrassing, but often pretty comical things that happen when you are just trying to go about your day with a visual impairment, blindness, or albinism. This is episode number 14. This one drops right in between Christmas and New Year's celebrations. But you need a break from the hustle and bustle that is the holiday season. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. So we are not even going to go there. Not even close. So take your jingle bells and take your champagne and hit the friggin' road. Bye, Felicia. I'm really just kidding. Please stick around and let's keep the champagne here. I'm your host, Jenny, and apparently I am what some people would call a quote-unquote grown-up. Oh, well, now I wouldn't say that whatever that's supposed to mean, but even as a grown-ass adult with low vision, some everyday things still manage to blow my mind, and sometimes repeatedly. Like when I get GPS directions, just how much longer it takes to get from point A to point B using the public transportation and walking directions compared to the driving directions. But it's not all bad. I get to learn new to me things really quite often, and it kind of keeps life interesting. Our theme this episode is mind blown. We have got a gem of a guest who is sure to upstage me in the area of comedy, and I am totally okay with that. Based in Alberta, he claims to be the longest-running community reporter for AMI Audio. Not too sure about that, but I think we started right around the same time, back in 2016. Uh, He is a family man. He's a proud dad, and I think the most exciting little tidbit is that this guest is a really hardworking and pretty successful stand-up comedian and YouTuber. Welcome to the podcast, J.R. Bjornsson.
0: Hi, everyone. It's Saturday morning when we're doing this, so... We might be a little sluggish, but uh, I don't know. Whenever someone hits record, I instantly go up 10 decibels.
1: Speak for yourself. I've been up for a long time. I took the (laughs) dog out to play in the snow. I am ready to go. What else, JR? What do you want the people to know about you?
0: Just know that I'm a comedian. I got five kids. I spend a lot of time on social media like YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. Not Instagram, though. Too many ads. And uh yeah I'm just trying to live my live my best life and just continue try to bring uh joy to the world because it's tough when uh, you can't see very good It is tough when it comes to looking for uh, full-time employment and, you know, things like that. But I I push it through. I laugh with the humor. Uh, You know, that's how I deal with my stress, actually, is stand-up comedy. So a lot of people think I'm on stage being successful. Really, I'm just complaining, and I'm trying to find ways to be funny while complaining. And (laughs) uh, it it just makes sense. So I started stand-up comedy back in uh, 2017. I won a comedy competition called So You Think You're Funny, Red Deer ended up winning the contest. So that was kind of the wake-up call. You should continue doing this. So here I am today, 2020, almost 2022.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a terrifying thought. Well, good on you. I think you your brand of comedy probably really stands out and it's it's probably really refreshing and unique to a lot of audiences. So keep doing what you're doing, man. And the positivity, the laughing at ourselves, that all very much aligns with what we try to do here on this podcast. Our theme this time around is Mind Blown. And I, I'm a little bit different than you when it comes to social media. I'm not really on TikTok. I feel like I feel like an old lady saying that. I don't really get the Twitter. I'm on there, but I don't do much on Twitter. I'm not very good at it. But I do spend a little bit of time on YouTube. When I'm feeling down, I like to go on there and, and watch funny videos. There's actually a few that I revisit over and over, and I probably annoy the crap out of my family when I'm like, hey, I'm I'm feeling low. Let's watch this video again. I don't know if you know about these but I've seen a number of videos on YouTube where drivers they're driving their vehicle and they're trying to pull up to the the gas pump and they can't for the life of them figure out which side of their gas tank is on which side of the vehicle do they need to line up with the pump it's beyond comical to me to watch these people drive around in circles and pull all these funny maneuvers and they're ticking people off around them who are just trying to get some gas at the gas station. So I used to find it really funny. And then I learned something recently that kind of changed my tone about it. And it kind of upset me because I'm sure you feel similarly. I shouldn't say that you probably maybe feel similarly in that. Being able to drive is a privilege, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. So I'm not being too presumptuous when I say that. I think for a lot of people who are blind or visually impaired, you know, we can't drive and so there's that. I really envy those people and that privilege just being able to hop in the car and go do your thing with less planning, etc. What upset me, I learned this recently, is that back in 1986, Ford invented something on their vehicles, on the gas gauge where it shows how close to empty or full you are with your gas tank, right on this gauge, they have a picture of a gas pump, and they have an arrow pointing, telling the driver which side of the vehicle the gas tank is on. Oh, what upset me is like, wait a minute, these idiots have the privilege to be driving and these are the people that were are letting out on the streets drive around and they don't even know to look at their gas gauge to simplify their entire lives and see how to pull up to the pump. And not that I'd be a good driver, JR. I can barely maneuver a shopping cart. I've had some fun moments.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I usually pull mine. Oh, that's good. You,
1: hey, that's a good technique. I didn't think about pulling it.
0: Yeah, because then you can use your white cane. And as long as you're going down your familiar aisles, you'll have an idea where you are. I uh, I get it, though, with the whole frustration of uh, people, you know, uh, not being able to see where the gas tank is, but yet they can drive. I always tell people that I would make an excellent driver. I Heck, I wouldn't even signal until the last second. If this is what it takes to get a driver's license, sign me up. I'll probably be the nicer driver.
1: That just takes me back to drivers. Stop abusing your privilege. There are people out there like us who would love to be able to drive. And I'm strictly saying I would not be a good driver. I would probably get pretty aggressive and impatient pretty quickly because, again, going back to the shopping cart, I think the reason I get into some pickles is that I get impatient for people to move out of the way. So I try to maneuver around them. And uh, I, I I frighten some people. So. Anyway, that's me. But you, you drive a different kind of vehicle to get around town, don't you?
0: I found a way. Of course, this way is temporarily disconnected due to winter, but it started, I'll say earlier this year, we, uh, yeah, it was this year because I got my tax refund and I actually made enough to buy myself an electric scooter. So I actually bought an electric scooter and I'm not talking about the kind that you sit down on, the kind that you stand up, it's got two wheels, your feet go in the middle, one wheel on each, uh, one on the front, one on the back.
1: I think many of us have stumbled upon them in the middle of the sidewalk,
0: not yours. The, the limes, the birds, the orange ones. Me and my wife have found a way, and this is all my idea, so no one needs to send her angry fan letters or anything like that. I have a tripod. Uh, you see, I do YouTube videos, and I have this one tripod that you can maneuver the legs into whatever position you want. So I tied the legs up to the stem of the front of the scooter, of the, and then I put the camera, in this case my iPhone, on the uh, tripod facing forward. So the tripod, the phone rather, can see what I can see when it comes to driving. Then I connect my phone to uh, my AirPods, which are just wireless earbuds. And then I call my wife and then I'll say, you're ready to do this? I'll switch the camera to the back facing camera. And then she will be able to make sure that I'm alive when either dropping my kids off at school or uh, just going for a little cruise to get some tim horton's tim bits things like that and then the the beauty part of it is um, no one really knows why my tripod is on my scooter but the best part about living in a city of uh, 100,000 is that no one really knows you're blind if you wear your sunglasses and just i would not recommend using a, an electric scooter and trying to use your white cane at the same time you'll just be unwanted attention <laughs> so Whenever my wife sees an obstacle or something in the way, she'll let me know. And then I'll just slow down immediately. I'll, I'll let go of the throttle because you got to remember with FaceTime, there's a two second delay, especially if you're on cellular connectivity. So I, thanks to my, thanks to my wife, have found a way to uh, drive around, Red Deer, with an electric scooter. And I don't think there's anything illegal about it because you don't need a license to operate an electric scooter unless unless the government listens to this podcast, then I'm kind of in trouble. But <laughs> I, as far as I know, there's no regulations. Back in September, I thought, I'm going to sign up to uh, this electric scooter that I saw someone left on my sidewalk called Bird. So I, I downloaded the Bird app because uh, all electric scooters have a QR code. And that's how you download the app to operate electric scooters. So I downloaded the app and signed up, and it didn't care that I couldn't see. I just had to sign my life away, saying, "If I get hurt, it's not my, it's not their fault. and It's going to be mine." And it just blew my mind away that if someone really wanted to, they could use a screen reader, like I did. Download the uh, scooter app, sign in with your PayPal or Mastercard or whatever, and then you have an electric scooter. So it blew my mind. It kind of made me feel a little normal, but at the same time, it goes back to that. It just wanted me to actually want to operate a real vehicle that much more because I bet you there's something exhilarating about pushing down a gas pedal. But this idea that I'm like, what if I'm not blind because of something that happened with my eyes? But instead, what if I'm blind or visually impaired for my own good?
1: (laughs) And to keep society safe. I friggin love that perspective. I never would have thought of it like that, but it's so poignant. Like, I would be a dangerous driver because you know I get in arguments. I, I speak up when something is when when someone is doing something incorrectly. Don't try to cut me off when I'm crossing the street. My God, you're going to hear about it. Mm-hmm. But I can just imagine me as a driver. I'd be getting out of the car and be like, "What what the hell were you doing back there?" Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Such a good perspective. Th- thank you. That makes me feel a bit better about not being able to drive because it's you know it's something that comes up in my life a lot. We're like, "Oh, that would just be so much easier if I could hop in the car." But it doesn't. Really surprised me all that much that you were able to sign up because I have a long term kind of shady plan myself. And I don't know if it's like this everywhere, but in Nova Scotia, you can sign up for your boat, draw like your boating license. And there is no eye test. There is there is nothing in terms of eye exam. You can do it all online and get your boating license. So I have a long-term plan. I'm going to have a boat one of these days. So um, I don't know. People of Nova Scotia, watch out. If you see some white hair blowing in the wind, it might be me, and you might want to just keep your distance <laughs> on the water, okay? It's funny that you say that because in here in Alberta anyway, uh,
0: when me and my wife got our first vehicle, I was the one who uh, – went through the credit test. I was the one who put the down payment on. So the vehicle was indeed mine, but my wife was registered as the driver. So that kind of just blew my mind out of the water because I was hoping, uh, I I figured rather that when we went to go buy our first vehicle. Uh, I was surprised that I was told that because my credit rating was much higher, they would give it to me, and then they'd just register my wife as the driver. So the first vehicle we owned was actually mine. I couldn't drive it, but my wife was the registered driver. So your boat thing totally makes sense that, yes, you'll be able to get a boat, but you might still need someone with a a driver's license of some kind on board.
1: I'm getting a boat, and I'm getting the boating license, and no one's going (laughs) to stop me. But (laughs) I have to say... I'm not overly surprised that they let you finance the vehicle. I think when it comes to money, they're just like, we'll take the money from anywhere. And then just, you know, like checks and balances later on when, when we have to figure out who's actually driving the thing. But while we're talking about being out and about on the street, going around town, so we're in the backyard in the summer. And I'm hanging out with a couple of family members and we're just sitting around shooting the breeze, having a couple of beers in the sun. And my nephew's partner, she says, oh, I thought of my late aunt the other day because every time I find dimes on the ground, it makes me think of her. I'm pretty sure there was more to the story, but it went in one ear and out the other. But the part of her story that struck me And made my eyes go very wide and my jaw, I could feel my eyes widening and my jaw just lowering. And then everyone kind of got silent for a minute. The part that struck me was, wait a minute, people are finding friggin' coins and money on the ground? People, that happens? And my mind just started racing, wait a minute, I'm in my 30s and all this time I've probably been walking over, walking past... I don't even know how much money I've missed out on. Coins, bills, all over the street. People are finding these things and I felt really ripped off. I felt really like, wait a minute, this is a thing that happens. Have you ever thought about that?
0: Uh, Not that particular. I've always heard, you know, if you find a penny, it's good luck. But it's always gone over my head like, yeah, I'm going to find a penny. (laughs) So it never got to me in that sense. But, you know, whenever I walk over something metallic, I always think, oh, it might be a piece of glass or it might be something. So I never, I've never actually thought to pick it up or look at it. And, you know, I've been raised with like, oh, careful what you touch. It could have germs. And now we're in full pandemic, whatever. But, uh, you know, it's like, I really think that that is pretty neat. Like, well, when I found out uh, because of TikTok, people can actually see textures. Like they can look at a Velcro strip and see the little fibers And then uh, I'm like, that's no fair. I got to touch the fibers to have an idea. Because when I touch it, then I can visualize it in my head. It's kind of weird, but I think it makes sense. And what blew my mind was a few years ago, uh, I have a cat named Sydney. She's been with the family now for, oh, my goodness, 11 years, something like that. And uh, my wife was like, whoa, Sydney, you're shedding. And I said, how do you know she's shedding? Because there's a piece of her fur floating in front of you. and, And it's glinting off the sunlight off the window. So our house could look like a snow globe of fur, and I'm just walking through it, you know? You don't realize that uh, you can actually see stuff floating in the air. And it's just like, how?
1: Yeah, I think it might be grossed out at how clean I think my house is, but it's not really. <laughs> seeing textures, I think, is something that's it's foreign to a lot of us who are blind or visually impaired. And and I, I certainly can't speak for everyone in all different types of eye conditions. But for me, I know that I have no depth perception. And I think that's a part of it is is seeing different textures. I think depth perception is probably a big part of that when we're talking about like gravel or that kind of thing. But what kind of textures have you heard about that you haven't really been able to take in yourself, JR?
0: Oh, you know, like, as I said, the uh, Velcro or Uh, dust on a window. I guess you can see it if there's enough. The only time I see it is if my son makes a happy face on the back of the vehicle. We just got a new cat back in the summer. We named her Millie. I can tell the difference between her fur and Sydney's fur. Sydney's is more fine, short hair, not fluffy. Millie, my wife calls her a bottle brush because uh, her tail and everything about her is just so puffy, fluffy. She looks like this big cat. But when she plays in the water, she looks like she's skin and bones. So I could only imagine what that would look like. I can kind of imagine it because I've I've touched her many times to pet her and say hi. But to think, what 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 would that look like? You, you get you begin to think would it look like a cloud? But it's not floating, so it's just a brown colored cloud because she's she's a tabby. Would uh, would that work? Basically, I guess you could say life is a big texture. Like you look at signs and billboards. If you actually touch them, some of the letters are actually raised off.
1: Yeah, that blows my mind.
0: Yeah. And when you look at digital billboards, they have to make their lettering look 3D because now it's on a screen. It's no longer a physical billboard with cardboard and different inks
1: talk talk about people with good eyesight showing off reading billboards and stuff at a distance uh, half half the time i'm like you can you can see that you can read that also, tell me what it says, please. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love it when they're showing off. They're showing off, but they're they're sh- they're sharing it with you. Mm-hmm. My husband does that too. He's really good about that. Like if we if we're walking through a parking lot and someone's got uh, like a collection of Beanie Babies on the dash or you know weird shit like that, but he'll usually fill me in on that stuff. Something that again, I I don't know if it's the same for other people, but I'm gonna put it out there 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 are things that i forget that other people who can see i f- forget that they can see certain things without any effort and one of the things that i don't know every decade or so it comes up and it kind of blows my mind over and over again cuz i kind of forget is when you know when i'm out walking around attempting to cross a street I can't see drivers in their vehicles. I I can't tell if they see me, if they're motioning for me to go ahead. So it's often quite a gamble, right? To me, it's just a vehicle. It's just a car. I often forget there's someone in there, to be honest. And I'm like talking to it like it's a machine, but there's actually somebody (laughs) in there. And I'm just hoping that they see me and they haven't just stopped on a whim and they know that I'm crossing. And so it it blows my mind that people who can see well can see other people in their vehicles and they communicate with one another. I'm kind of jealous because it's like, There's that added level of safety that you made eye contact or you were able to gesture with one another. People with different levels of vision loss experience totally different levels of feeling safe and how you get around from point A to point B. You know, at least I can see the vehicle and tell whether it's stopped or or whether it's crawling into the crosswalk or not, and then I'm going to tell you off if you're you're crawling into the crosswalk. But anyways. (laughs)
0: I'll purposely bump into them if they're on the crosswalk.
1: Yeah, if you have your cane, give them a good whack.
0: Yeah. If I know for a fact you're in the crosswalk, I will pretend to bump into you and then I'd be like, oh, you must be on the crosswalk and watch them back up a little bit.
1: Those of us who are blind and visually impaired, and we've had O&M training, we've had that orientation and mobility skills training. We are erring on the side of caution. All the time. And people who can see, they're like, oh, that car is far away. I have plenty of time to go. And that's just not how we live our lives.
0: The worst part is when you're waiting at a crosswalk with a stranger and they just go. You're like, do I go? I didn't I don't have a rapport with them. Because one time I went and then someone was like, are you aware you just jadewalked with that person over there? I'm like, no, I thought that it was safe. I was just going on. So that's why for me, it makes it it makes it hard to want to trust somebody. You've got your friends who will uh, try to help you, but then they'll just, you know, take your arm and go. And you're like, oh, we're going?
1: We have talked about this a few times on the podcast and just a message to any listeners who are sighted please don't do that. You, I don't care who you are, whether you can see or can't see, you don't grab other people no. out on the street and drag them anywhere. Just as, a, just as a rule, don't do that. We're being a little hard on the sighted folks, I think. But, you know, they, they don't always have it that easy either. Like we said, they've they got to pay that high those high gas prices and those high uh, car insurance prices. We're being a little rough on them, but they don't always have it that easy. Sometimes sometimes they have to do this thing where they narrow their eyes a little bit. Oh, squint to, to to get a clear look at things. I I've been doing it for like a week now. <laughs> it doesn't and in fact I think it makes things worse for me. But the other thing I did try because the the concept makes sense. You're kind of narrowing the field that you have to try and focus on. I've tried making a circle with my hand and kind of looking through that, and, and that kind of helps things a little bit for me. You'll see movie directors, sometimes they're doing that when they're setting up the shot or whatever, and that actually, I think, is maybe my version of squinting. So I want to thank you uh, for bringing this to my attention, and while squinting doesn't actually do jack for me, um, it's fascinating <laughs> that it does work for other people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's another thing I, I think that blows my mind. When people who can see know something's up, they always all look the same. You know, they slightly look around, make sure no one's watching. Somebody asked me, why do you watch more cartoons than actual shows like Friends? And I say, because with cartoons, they have to use sound effects for everything they're doing. So even if a cartoon isn't in described video, I they have to really use sounds to make uh, moving paper look cool like they really have to use everything audio wise. So I like watching the Simpsons and things like that.
1: Something that you really kind of just made me think about is that a lot of TV, the sitcom type stuff, it's all very wide. So even so I'm someone with low vision, I can I I can see a lot, but the the wide angles. A lot of action movies are just, they're they're too busy. There's too much going on for me to be able to understand what's happening on the screen. And listen, I could talk about cartoons and movies all damn day. (laughs) But listen, before we go, I really want people to know where they can find you. How can we take in your comedy, your YouTube content? How can we get you online?
0: For sure. So the main place to visit, if you're thinking comedy, is uh, blindguycomedy.com is my website. On the uh, social media app TikTok, it's blindguycomedy. Everywhere else, Facebook, it's just JRB Arnson, capital J period, capital R period, Bjornsson, BJORNSON. And you can find me on uh, Twitter at the one who cares.
1: that JR, he has got the gift of gab, and certainly even more so, the gift of funny. I'm a really big fan of stand-up comedy, and I'm kind of kicking myself for not asking him for his influences in that area, but maybe that's a good excuse for a part de another episode down the road with JR. Sometimes it can be difficult to admit that our mind has been blown, but you know that you don't have to keep secrets from me, right? I would never judge you. I certainly might laugh at the situation. But you know, I want to hear your mind-blown stories. And I want to hear if you have any feedback or comments, positive or negative, about this here podcast. So send an email to podcasts at ami.ca or leave a voicemail at one 509 509 4545. 45. Oh, one more time, that phone number is 1 866 509 4545. Make sure to mention low vision moments in the message, please and thanks. Let's connect on Instagram and Twitter. Find me there under Uber Blonde 4, that's U B E R B L O N D E, and the number 4. Thank you to technical production Marvel, Sam Robinson. And a big shout out to manager at AMI-audio, Mr. Andy Frank. Thank you for listening. And remember, even if squinting doesn't help you see things clearer, you could still squint to give a deserving someone some side eye. Until next time. Cheers.